What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. Alright, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We got a brand new episode for everybody tonight. Episode 125. How's everybody doing today? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing good, man. Glad the snow wasn't a, a true snowstorm. Um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, what I've been what I've been shoveling like crazy outside. But how's that's everything going? That's still that's still some week for you this year. Yeah, I know, man. Down I feel, the big city. Yeah, I feel like uh, ever since the global warming, we're not getting snow no more, man. <laughs> that that ain't a bad thing. No, it's not. Like I I like the way it looks, but just don't like cleaning it up. And then uh, New York snow New York snow is a totally different animal. So. Yeah, no, no complaints here. You know, up in uh, up in Massachusetts for the week, uh, doing some uh, product training. I obviously brought the snow up to the Northeast, but uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, no complaints. Oh man, I don't think I don't, I don't think this week is warming up. Well, it's probably still in the same like thirties, uh, forties, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think tomorrow's supposed to be mid forties, and then th- Thursday is uh, you know low to high fi- low to mid fifties, and I'm heading out Thursday, so that's all I care about. After that, I'll be back in the uh, the warmth of the south. Oh, that's good because you. I think it's supposed to snow again on Friday, so <laughs> yeah, I'm out, I'm out of here before that. <laughs> so you're missing it before it uh, before it's back up here. So you're all good, man. So man, let, let's get right into it, man. Uh, it's kicking off. Let's kick off with the NFL. Not too much here, you know. Teams are pretty much are getting ready for NFL free agency. The team to get ready to uh, ramp up as far as their, uh, you know, who they're going to uh, franchise tag and whatnot. Outside of that, I mean, your boy Aaron Rodgers comes out of his slumber. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what teams are trying to make offers for him because uh, I feel like that's one of the domino effects. Uh, once that thing goes off, everything else will fall into place. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I think you, you hear some kind of mixed messages come out of Green Bay where it's like, yeah, we're, we're we we waited on Aaron, and and you know we're no closer to a sit uh, to a decision. So it's like, do they think that you know he wants to move on, or do they think they want to say? I think I don't know. At some point, they're going to be like, you know, let's go one way or the other. I don't know if they're there yet, but I I'd imagine they're pretty close. And I think I think you're right. I think once that that falls, that that everything else will fall into place, and, and we'll figure out where. He's going where Derek Carr is going, where Jimmy G's going, and now you got you know other guy, Marcus Mariota, in a different level, but like where those guys end up. So, mm-hmm. And you know March fifteenth is kind of the day that's the uh, that's new league new league season starting, so you're you're gonna see some some movement I think uh, prior to that. Oh yeah, the only other, the only other thing we're gonna be waiting on outside of that is the the Lamar situation to see uh, which franchise tags. You- franchise tag he gets i mean ultimately if he gets the uh, exclusive i mean he's pretty much back in baltimore but if he gets the non-exclusive then teams will be uh looking to re-sign him but baltimore does have the opportunity to match but it's pretty much going to be it's going to be uh, a interesting uh standoff to see if uh who, who's going to give him that guaranteed money absolutely yeah it's 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 interesting because you know i i don't think baltimore wants him to go but at the same point i don't think they want him to pay the money that he wants so if there's a there's a team out there that's going to give him that you know, whatever it is, two hundred fifty million dollars guaranteed. He might, he might leave, but I, you know, at the same point, I don't blame Baltimore for not throwing that money out at him, right? Like he hasn't really done the sixteen game season, and 
performed in the playoffs thing. So it's like it's hard to give a guy that kind of money without knowing what he's truly about. Well, the thing is, man, I mean, if you don't give him money, now you what don't have you a, Yeah, that's the thing. You, yeah. you, don't, you don't really have another – you don't really have a backup in waiting. And then now you got to st- deal, deal with uh, Joe Burrow in the damn division. So, no, I, I, I agree 100%. That, that, that is the big elephant in the room is that if you don't want to give them that money, what else, what's your other option? And, and there's not a good one. Yeah, but I know that's the thing. But, I mean, the thing is, if you don't give them the money, I mean, you're probably banking on those two first-round picks that you're going to get to either turn into a quarterback or uh, something else. So it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see, though. Yep, no, I agree. And then outside of that, not really much else in the NFL. Your boy uh, Galilee is getting released from the Giants about time. Pretty much uh, after two seasons uh, with like 30 catches and like 540 yards for all the money he's paying, getting paid. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the Giants going to take a, a decent uh, dead cap hit next year. I think it's about $15 million due to his release. But fortunately, it was uh, one of those bad signings, man. It just didn't pan out. Yeah, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but it's one of those ones where kind of everyone kind of felt the same thing. Like if he has a season like he had, it would be great. But that's the outlier. Right. Like, unfortunately, he is what he is. And and uh, and and unfortunately for, the you know, the team he signed with, it uh, it didn't work out. No. So hopefully, I mean, he finds a better home. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some teams out there that need a receiver. Still kind of young. Uh, it's uh, yep. like 29. So got another, you know, three or four years left. So he can definitely go somewhere and play and uh, try to win. So absolutely. Then uh, in about two days, man, we got this. uh. The combine kicking off. Uh, I know people are licking their chops to see uh, some of these uh, upcoming uh, players in this NFL draft, uh, especially teams that need a quarterback. From what I'm hearing, man, these uh, measurements for Bryce Young are not looking good, man. Somebody said uh, he's about five ten, about a buck seventy, man, as a quarterback. I mean, that's ridiculously small. I'm I'm hoping he's not that small, but we're gonna have to wait and see. But pretty much, uh, I don't think he's. I think he's gonna measure out in the combine. I heard he's not throwing. So pretty much gonna have to wait for uh, Alabama pro, uh, pro day to see him uh, sling it. So yeah, you know, unfortunately, I think he is that small. I mean, he looks like it on TV. <laughs> I hate to say it, but you know, it's almost like that. How desperate are you, and how good do you think he is? You know, that's that's kind of the balance you have to weigh. And uh, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see how how this rolls out to the other the the teams that want to draft a quarterback, right? If that's the thing, uh, I feel like there's uh, two other quarterbacks out there that potentially could be better uh, between uh, Levis and uh, Anderson. Uh, both yeah. of them are bigger, a lot stronger. But that's the thing. Yeah, the, the quarterback thing is a gamble. Um, not it only is. that, you, you got to get him in the right system. So we saw what happened to uh, David Carr. Yeah, David Carr, right? Um, highly coveted, coming out of college, went to Houston, and they could not protect him. Uh, he yeah. was like the most sacked quarterback pretty much his whole career. And it just it just ruined his uh you know ruined his career. So not to say he was a bust. They just team didn't draft well, didn't draft any pieces around him. I mean, it was just a waste. So yeah, I, mean, no, gotta I agree. Be, gotta be in the right situation, right coaches, right court, you know, uh, coordinator, as well as uh you know have a team that's willing to uh make that investment and uh, get you the pieces you need in order to to, to succeed. So it, it's definitely you know I, I I've been talking about this with a few people. You know, last week, it's it's definitely a combination of all of it, right? Like you gotta have the skill, but you also have the right have to write have have to have the right coaching. Yeah. You know, my my like specific example is obviously Josh Allen and in, in Buffalo, and 
and having Brian Dayball there and, and Dayball obviously is a is a great coach. I think I think we can we can all say that now with some confidence and and what he did in Buffalo as no see what he did in, in New England what and now what he's doing uh, in New York even in just a year right like you get the right quarterback with the right coach I think that it, it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I'm not convinced if the Jets draft Josh Allen in that year at, at number two that he succeeds. You know, maybe he doesn't, and maybe he's out of the league, and or maybe he's a you know the backup. I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say, but like in the right situation with the right coach, I think that's it. It, it makes a lot of difference. Oh yeah, it definitely does. So I mean, I mean, it looks like the Texans are moving in the right direction, looking like the possible team that's going to draft them with that number two pick if if they uh. If somebody doesn't jump up to number one to get the Bears pick, but I mean, I'm hearing rumors that the Bears could possibly move down uh, two spots, you know, make multiple trades to bounce down to get multiple first round picks, which I kind of think they need in order to, uh, you know, get a, get as many uh, impact players as possible because that team needs mm-hmm. a lot of pieces. They do. I mean, and then outside of that, I mean, they're pretty much firing off these mock drafts. Like I said before, I mean, I'm see- I've seen a bunch of different mock drafts where they have the Bears. Taking uh, either Jalen Car- Carter or uh, Will Anderson. They are trading that pick, and if they don't, they, that front office should be fired. Yeah, I mean, you you got to man. Like I said, because yeah. you need you need pieces, man. You need other pick. You need other players. There's nobody really looking to come to uh to Chicago to play as a free agent. Um, your best bet is to draft those players and uh, have them homegrown. But ultimately, I mean, they need a lot of help. So. The thing is, is if you can't if you can't find any valuable partners to uh, trade up that wants to trade up, that's get that's going to give you what you want. Unfortunately, you're going to have to take the best player available. So, so either him or uh, or uh, Will Anderson is what I'm seeing. And then uh, we got a slew of quarterbacks going in the top ten between you know Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Levis, and then uh, Anderson sneaking up in there uh, close to the top ten. Outside of that. Uh, not really other much uh, like offensive players. Just saw one offensive lineman up there up top, uh, Peter Sharonsky. I know uh, mm-hmm. you guys will probably be eyeing him if he slips down to 13 for the Jets. And then outside of that, everything, everything else is just defense. Bunch of defensive ends. Uh, there's like one or two corners possibly going to the top 10. And then uh, just all quarterbacks, man. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a, I would say a weak class, but uh, but there's definitely spots there that you can uh, you get some value for for your uh, pick. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see though, because some teams have multiple picks um, in that first round. I'm interested to see what the uh, Lions doing as well, because uh, you know they're on the brink of uh, yep. uh, one of those teams that from from going from not playoffs to in the playoffs, and then the fact that Aaron Rodgers is no longer in Green Bay. I mean, you got your opportunity to put your uh, to put the you know chokehold on the division for a while, so yep, for sure. Then uh, on to the NBA, your boy LeBron man injures his foot. Looks like he's gonna be out for a few weeks. Um, doesn't look like they're gonna make that playoff push, man. Yeah, you know, I think I think that you know he came out and uh, obviously proclaimed to the world that these were the most important 23 games of his career. The unfortunate part is that he hurt himself. Uh, and I don't know. It's almost like you know they're they're going to monitor it, but if he's not good in two weeks and the the record declines, it's almost like why even do anything? Just let him you know finish out the year on on IR. Yeah, it, it stinks because it, it you know they were playing better, I would say, but uh, you know it, it's the game. It is what it is. Yeah, man. I mean, 
it's going to suck, but I mean, I felt like they had a uh, they have some nice momentum with the with the trades they made uh, they on, yep. on the trade deadline. Uh, like some of the pieces, uh, they got a bunch of players that are playing hard, and then you know, it looks like AD's uh, uh, staying healthy. So you know, when he stays healthy, and you got LeBron, and you got those little ancillary pieces, you got a chance to uh, definitely sneak in the playoffs. Even though it'd be, it's still going to be kind of hard for them because it's uh, you know they got to jump up like six spots, or pretty much jump six teams to get in. So. But ultimately, I think about, it would be good for the playoffs if LeBron was back in the playoffs as well. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, it's it's always good to have LeBron in the playoffs. But, you know, again, if he's not healthy, uh, I just don't see a path for that Lakers team to get in. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Maybe they do it without him, man. Because they pretty much need to win uh, like 19 to 20 of the, you know, 25 games to uh, sneak in. So, I mean, you never know. No, it's fair. I mean, they could still do it, but it's, I just think it would be difficult without him. Oh, yeah. We're going to see it tonight. So, you know, he's not playing tonight. And uh, I think they were playing, uh, I want to say Memphis. No, who are they playing tonight? Hold on. They are, yeah, they lost to Memphis tonight. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that parlay was busted. So I thought, I thought you were figuring out those parlays, Rich. What the hell? Nah, man. Let me tell you what happened, yo. So, first of all, the other night, like, uh, I think I showed you Westbrook needed, like, a half a, a half a, 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 yeah, half a rebound. And then, like, the next night, who was it? Uh... I was it like another 400? No, Jamal Murray. That's what it was. He was at 21. He, he needed yep. over 21 and a half. He had 21. That was another like $400. Then some of these players are bums, man. They're straight up bums. Um, I need Steph Curry to come back, man. He's your boy. Yeah, on his parlays, I, I usually hit on his. But all these other ones, people just, they just don't perform. Like That's great. Like today, Desmond Bain needed 16, 60 over 16 and a half. He got 16. Yeah, of course. Didn't make one. Didn't make one three. Then Michael Beasley, um, um, Malik Beasley needed uh over three and a half. You know threes. He had two. I mean LeBron's not there, man. He should be going off, man. Anthony Davis has been showing up on the parlay, so gotta figure it out, bro. Yeah. Then I had another parlay where they had Drew Holiday over twenty seven points. I was like, no way he goes with over twenty seven. And then he went for like twenty eight or thirty eight, something crazy. I was like, what? But then there's like other small ones I'll hit, like Giannis over 24, Drew Holiday over 12, Giannis over 10, Cam uh, Johnson over 10, Spencer mm-hmm. Dinwiddie over 14. I hit that, but it's not it's not enough uh, legs in it to be like a banger like some of these other ones. So, yep. And then outside of that, I mean, pretty much the, the you know, like I said, we're getting ready for the playoffs uh, for the NBA. I mean, as of right now, it's looking like these uh. It should be these are gonna be some good matchups. I mean, if it like yeah, shakes man. out the way it's supposed to be. As far as far as the East, I mean we got the Bucks and the Hawks first round matchup. Uh Bucks are probably gonna sweep them up off sweep them up off the floor. Then we got the Celtics and the Heat, a two versus seven. That should be a good matchup. Seventy sixers versus the Nets. That should be a clean sweep for the seventy sixers, but you never know with them. Then we got the uh the Cavs and the Knicks. Uh that's gonna be a da- uh a dangerous matchup. Because, you know, your boy uh, Mitchell will get hot at any time. And, you know, people play actual well in the garden for some reason. So, but, I mean, the Knicks have been playing great lately. So, you know, hopefully they, they can continue that in the playoffs. And then uh, on the West, I mean, for, for the Denver versus Utah, that should be a clean sweep. But then some of these other games, I mean, Memphis versus uh, the Golden State, these are the, it's kind of like a rivalry game. Series Bruin, even though, uh, you know, Golden State's pretty much been beating them the past, you know, ever since forever. But, you know, a lot of bad blood between those teams. And then Sacramento, Dallas, that should be a good one. 
despite that uh you know you know what people thought sacramento would be they've been playing great this year thought they started off high moons cool off but they still going man and then the uh the suns and the clippers which would be another good matchup so definitely some good matchups the first round there's even some better ones the second round so i'm definitely looking forward to our play of basketball yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i i think there's some good like you said Good matchup, matchups across the uh, the two conferences. I, I I think the East is probably going to change up a little bit from what we think, but but other than that, yeah, I, I'm excited. I mean, this is what everyone's waiting for, right? Like the the doldrums of the of the regular season are, are on us now, so it's like let's get us to the to the uh, the playoffs. And I and I know college basketball kind of subsides that for a little bit here next couple of weeks, but but after that, it's like you know waiting on on playoff basketball. Oh yeah. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun. So, I mean, but before we even get to that, I mean, we're going to have March Madness. So, that's going to be that's going to be even funner. So, yeah, and March Madness is, is uh, you know, obviously a the fun pastime of ours, and love watching it and get the conference uh, tournament starting this weekend. I mean, pr- starting this week for some of you know the smaller conferences, but um, mm-hmm. it's just such a fun time. You know, it's it's one of those those memories. And I was talking to. Uh, a friend of mine yesterday about just like those old school big east tournaments and yep. you know the, the early 2000s where it was like must watch television you had you know the the carmelo anthony's uh uh Devendor, mcnamara and syracuse and mm-hmm. those games against connecticut and and uh georgetown and st john's and uh it was just you know I, for me it was you know playing myself in front of the tv for essentially five days and uh that big east tournament was just so fun to watch yeah i mean it's right it's right around us right around the corner man there a lot of these yep. uh co- conference games are uh kicking off tomorrow and then um you know the winners are pretty much going to be punching their tickets in you know in about a week and a half to uh you mm-hmm. know the march madness so i'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, how some of these games wrap up uh, for the women's and the men's side as well um, because sure. there's a lot of uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of star power out there, man. There is, and then you also get to see the uh, the uh, you know, the cover the prospects right before uh, you know, the draft. So when you see uh, some of these guys like on Arkansas or Alabama that you might not get to get seen all year just because of the, the team name or you know, whatever conference they're in, they're on certain networks, they don't get that uh, that quality shine time like some of the other big schools like Duke, North Carolina. Definitely going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then you also get to root for, even if you're not a fan of any team, you just get to root for somebody every game. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the fun part is, you know, you kind of pick your team. And, and, and if you don't care about the Big East or Big 12 or the SEC, you kind of just, like, pick your team. And, and even, like, you know, I'll never forget, it was uh, 2008, and, and we went out for lunch, and it was um, Big Ten, it was Ohio State, it was an early matchup, and Evan Turner hitting, hitting a half-court shot for Ohio State to win that that game, and it was just like bedlam in, in the restaurant we were at for lunch, and it was just so much fun, and, and it, you know, it didn't didn't really matter who you were rooting for, you just kind of rooting for that fun game, right? Yeah, buzzer beaters and uh, yeah. double overtime type of type of situations where you get getting to see some great basketball coaching. So yeah, you saw this past past weekend a little bit. You had you know Florida State had a a, a big uh, game winner. I think there was four or five buzzer beaters that won games. It was it was just one of those things. that was just you know fun fun to watch. Oh yeah, definitely looking forward to it, man. So so on the on the PGA side, we had a. Uh, you know, I would say a bit of an off week for for the PGA. They had kind of their 
their second tier team kind of in in uh, in the Honda Open down in Florida uh kind of kicking off the Florida swing but ended up being some some pretty pretty good golf you had Chris Kirk that that took it down but you know some 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 big uh, uh suspense coming into <laughs> the last hole Eric Cole was a shot behind um Kirk ended up pushing a a, a wood into the water uh, opening the door for Cole and he kind of flubbed a chip and ended up going into a playoff hole where uh where, where Kirk ended up winning it um Kirk hadn't won on the tour for about seven years so it was uh you know emotional for him and 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 he's had a lot of life changes uh he was a, a you know an alcoholic um took time away from the game um to, to kind of figure everything out and, and ended up uh coming back and winning this one so it was good for him Cole would have been a nice story too. I mean, he was a 33, 34 year old rookie. Played really well on Sunday. Uh, lipped out a couple putts um, late in the, the round that, that might have, uh, you know, this is this is like one of those tournaments that changes lives, right? Like you win the tournament, you know, you're, you're set for a year, right? Like you go into every tournament, you, you play the Masters, play all the majors, um, you, you you just boost your earnings. Uh, so. Uh, tough loss for Cole, but uh, it was it was nice to see Kirk up there again. But this week we got the uh, got the API this week in Bay Hill. Uh, Arnold Palmer again, another another elevated event. So you're going to see a lot of the I think it's basically 40 of the top 50 golfers in the world will be at this event. And then obviously next week we have the um, we have the uh, the Players Championship with uh, you know everyone claims to be the fifth major. Unless you're from Iowa, and, and in that case, it's the John Deere Classic. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you get a couple of good weeks of golf here, and then you know you're gonna roll into the uh, the Dell Match Play in Austin, and then and then obviously the uh, the Masters uh, second week of April that uh, everyone obviously is waiting for. So um, I love the API. It's it's a fun it's a fun course. You get the you the fifth or sixth hole is that par five where um, it's a <laughs> about 360 carry to the green but everyone goes around but you know bryson a couple of years ago was you know bombing the green which was which was just you know must watch television but uh you got some classic you know tiger moments from bay hill where i think he's won eight times there a couple putts that he he hit to win tournaments so it's a it's a great tournament and uh you know i'm excited i i, I love those bay hill tournaments so as far as the uh, api you think um um scotty takes it again or I'm I'm not I'm not you know at this point I think golf is when when you're hot you're hot so don't stray from the guys that are that are they're playing well you got Scotty you got John Rahm you got Max Homa right like those are the three guys I'm looking at right now um, until told otherwise right like golf is it's it's you know we we haven't really delved into the uh, the Netflix documentary but like when you're hot you're hot right it's it's almost like when a shooter's hot, like a, you got a dame out there who just like can't miss. The, the hoop looks about eight feet wide. For these guys, they, they're not missing fairways. The, the holes on the green look about 13 feet wide. So, yeah, until further notice, it's, for me, it's Rom, Homa, and, and Scheffler. Okay. I'll have to keep those in mind or I'll come this weekend. So. Yeah, I, yeah, look at their odds and, and you know, place bets accordingly. Who, who would you say is a dark horse that uh, that could win it? Oh, dark horse, uh, dark horse at API. Um, 
keep an eye out for Jordan Spieth. He's probably not a dark horse, but but someone who plays well there. Justin Thomas. Again, I think it, it comes down to the odds. A dark, dark horse. Let's let's think of a the deep dark horse. I wouldn't be surprised if, if um Justin Rose plays well there. It's a classic course. Um one that he should know well. Okay. I was thinking, so this this is the Jupiter era, right? So you gotta think about the guys that live in Jupiter. It's it's Rory, it's Justin Thomas, it's Justin Rose. I would have said, you know, like a Poulter in the past. He lives in that area, but the, the guys that play the course that, that often. Yeah, it's kind of like a, they have home court, so to say. It, exactly. I mean, it's home at Riviera. Like, Homa plays Riviera. He played Riviera for years. So you, got, you always got to kind of think of that. They, they know the, the lay of the land. They know the, the, the subtle breaks in the greens, things like that. Okay. Might have to go with Homa, man. He's been, uh, he's been close. So I mean he's I mean he's he's bound to cash he's, in sometime. He's tough to he's tough to go away from because he's playing such good golf right. Now. Definitely, definitely have uh, have to uh, keep an eye on him this weekend. So mm-hmm, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Got a brand new edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right, so this week, uh, not so healthy, but a, fu- a fun, fun one for me. So I'm a big fan of pork belly. Pork belly's great, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you're a big fan, Rich, but uh, it's uh, it's delicious. Um, but uh, I found at when I was in my travels at Trader Joe's a little uh, pork belly that's refrigerated um small amount so you can uh you know basically fry it in a pan and, and, and you're ready to go so typically in the past i like to do pork belly on the smoker it takes about three hours or so but you know i saw i was like oh I'll try something quick so what i did it was a, a pork belly taco oh those are great mm. so i fried the pork belly i sliced it up six or seven pieces just fried it on the uh, stove for about i don't know eight to ten minutes uh, doesn't need, you know, you can put a little bit of oil in there, but it doesn't need much because there's, there's just a lot of fat, so it kind of cooks itself. So brown both sides, pull that out, chop it up, and then uh, flame grilled the tortillas on there. Uh, had a little bit of slaw, uh, just like a little bit of cabbage, uh, chipotle sauce, uh, carrots, and uh, some red onion. Uh, mix that together. Put the pork in, throw the, uh, the slaw on top, a little bit of uh, queso fresco. Um, and then your favorite hot sauce on that. And yeah, got some pork belly tacos. Add a little bit of rice on the side, just a, a white rice, and sprinkle a little cilantro and butter on top. But that's it. It was uh, delicious. Again, not the healthiest meal. Pork belly's got a lot of fat in it, but uh, it's 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 really good. Oh, yeah. Don't tempt me with a good time when it comes to pork belly. I, uh-huh. I, 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 pork belly, I, I feel like pork belly is hit or miss with people. Yeah, maybe people that don't... Um... That don't either don't like pork or they don't like the texture of it because they kind of it could be kind of uh, the, the fatty. Some people don't like the the fatty uh, feel like when they eat and stuff. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I, mean, I get that. I, I mean, that's good. It's just like you know, I you know, you can throw a little soy sauce on there. It's just a lot of stuff that can, can flavor that up, and it's just the crunch and the flavor is just so good. Oh yeah, um, I've done it. I had a, like a pork belly taco with the. Uh, they done like the um the pickled onions on there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
So those are good. You know, some cilantro and a few other things. So, I mean, so I could just, I just pop those things and eat them by themselves, man. Them drinks are so, uh, some, so flavorful, oh, yeah. flavorful sometimes. So, and then, uh, what'd you guys drink that down with? So I had the, uh, so this is a, a local to Framingham, Massachusetts, uh, Jack's Abbey, one of the bigger distributors in, in, uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, you know, I was here, so I was like, oh, you know, I'll have a little of the, uh, Pride and Parquet, uh, lager. So it's a, it's dedicated to Celtics lager. It's a, it comes in at about a, yeah, 5.7%. You know, I think, I think it's a standard, you know, they have a house lager that's pretty good. Uh, I don't think it strays too far from that. Um, you know, they, they branded as a hoppy lager. I, I didn't get too much hop, you know, profile out of it, but, but the flavor was good. Uh, clean, crisp, which, which you want from the lager. So yeah, I thought, I thought it was, it was pretty good. I, I probably wouldn't rate it too high. I'd probably give it like a 6.8. You know, I, I'd, I'd get it again, you know, if I was at a bar, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it. Oh man. Sounds like a, uh, just a, a once in a lifetimer. So. Yeah, I mean, you see the Celtics logo on it, and you're like, yeah, I'll go for that. Uh, but, but again, like you know, I'm not, I'm not jumping through hoops to get it for sure. I said after you taste it, I felt like you should have ripped the uh, Celtics logo off or, off of it and said we do, we do not approve. No, so it wasn't <laughs> bad, and, and I could see, you know, it's, it's, you know, again, it's always tough to put these labels on things, but, um, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, you know, jumping through hoops to get it, but if it's there. Not a better option. I'd probably take it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound too bad, but it's not something. Uh, uh, uh you you would go, you would get it get it if you uh, had to. So you're not you're not extending yourself to get it. That's for sure. Okay, just kind of in the mood for it, or you, you haven't had it. Some 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 yeah. crisp. Uh, you don't want a really like hoppy beer. You just want something you know easy to take down. I think I think that's the way to go. But yeah, and like there's there's. There's a lot of beers in that realm, but but this one was pretty good. Oh yeah, and then uh, that's Tatey's bite, bites and brew. Everybody, you know, for this week, still going through our normal shows for the BRRs. As far as the uh, you know, our staples, you know, keeping keeping us alive out here. You know, we had uh, the Last of Us, another good episode. You know, we get to see you know what happened with uh, Homegirl and her friend. You know yeah. how, how she initially got bit. And then, um, you know, what happened to her friend. But um, they didn't really get into the, like, after that, though. Like, after yeah, she got bit. I thought it was a little bit of a one of, I would say, one of their more wasteful episodes. Yeah, I, I, I thought they would have got into, because remember, she was like, oh, that she had to, she, she, like, insinuated she had to kill her. But yeah, they didn't really get to that. Maybe they're saving it for, like, uh, later, another episode, or we'll see what happens, though. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I mean, I... You know, based on the last week's preview, you knew this kind of coming. They were going to have the backstory on on Ellie and and, and all that. So I, I'm more kind of excited to see how they move forward and how they end this first season. Oh yeah, but it looks like they're getting back on track with the story. Um, you know, come next episode. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh what happens. Yeah. Then we had a uh, mayor of Kingstown. I mean, your boy Bunny is not playing right now. Um, putting out hits on people. So yeah. I mean, we we knew this was coming, right? Like, like mm-hmm. he's, he he's only gonna last so long in there before he has to start doing his thing. So he he put the hit on the DA, and you know for good reason. He's trying for in his mind, he's trying to clear the way to get his signature so he can get out of there quicker. Obviously, didn't play out the way, well, at least right now, the way that he thought. Because now you know Mike's at a little bit of a disadvantage walking into that 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 DA office. Obviously, the uh, 
woman trying to kick him out and, and you know, doesn't want to really listen to him, doesn't think that what he's doing is helping. And then, and then, yeah, there's, there's kind of a, there's, you know, a lot going on with the way things are handled it, you know, I think, you know, with uh, Bunny and, and, and Roth getting their, their little spot there in the jail. Um, yeah. I think Mike's trying to prove, you know, that he's worthy or something, something, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think ultimately they got to get him out and, uh, and, 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 you know, the, the whole drone thing, like, seems ridiculous. They're trying to drop heroin in there and, and he finds out the source and then cuts it off. But yeah, there's a, I, you know, I can't imagine they have too many episodes left. I would say two or three. And, and, and how are those, you know, going to, going to end out? I mean, uh, Mike's brother saw, um, Iris in the club. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be getting close to Milo here shortly. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. The episode was only like 30, 35 minutes, man. Yeah, it was short. It was short. I was like, man, y'all still owe me another 10, man. What's going on here? Right. Exactly. I said the same thing. So, I mean, we're going to definitely wait and see what happens as far as which uh, storylines we're going to get for these uh, last few episodes. But, I mean, I feel like it's all I feel like it's all going to come to a big boil towards the end where uh, shit is going to be crazy for next season. I agree. I agree. And then we had uh, Your Honor. I mean, they're pretty much, uh, I don't know, did you uh, get a chance to catch up or? I, I'm not caught up. I, I'm, I'm on the other two. I'm not. I, I sacrificed Your Honor. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're. I mean, they, in your honor. I mean, still a good episode, but I mean, they. I feel like they're deviating from. Uh, well, I feel like they're getting back on track now with uh with everything else. Um, as far as uh the stuff they were going over with uh about his uh wife who got uh who got killed. Uh, but it, it still tied into some of the other stuff with the uh, cops. So, and we kind of see. We kind of see, I don't want to give it away, but we kind of see what happened. Uh, the, but we get the full picture of what happened with his wife and how she died and why she died. So um, it's definitely giving us giving us more uh, storylines as far as uh, the different parties involved um, out, outside of the Baxters. So but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what's, what's, uh, what's going to happen like once they get back on track with the Baxters and stuff. So. Yep, yep, for sure. And then uh, outside of that, just the other shows catching up on. Wolfpack, it's not bad. Definitely check it out if you like uh, supernatural stuff. I haven't been watching The Rig much. I need to get back on that. And uh, Mayfair Witches, I know Mayfair Witches is wrapping up their first season. Accused has been good. All of us. Um, mm-hmm. No, no way. Uh, what was it called? Not all of us. Uh, um, yeah, I think All of Us Are Dead or something on Netflix. It was a uh, Korean zombie joint. It's not bad either. Um, then we had uh, Outer Banks come back, came back. Uh, your boy John B out here looking for another treasure. I'm not gonna lie, man. I feel like, I feel like if they find this last treasure, this has to be it, man. It can't be nothing, nothing more bigger than this. But no, I, um, I and then they have some other stuff happen. I'm still like up in the air about it. I'm on like episode four right now, so it's still, still a good show. I like it. It's like a modern day Goonies. Definitely a show you can check out. It's in uh, probably between that seven to eight range, so not a bad show, man. And then uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. I I, I tried out uh, the perfect match. I'm on like episode three. It's not bad, man. It's not bad. I I can't I can't do that show. <laughs> it's not bad, man. I mean, I'm I'm gonna finish it out. I'll let you know how finish it finishes, but right. I mean, um, it's not bad, man. I'm just like limited on the number of uh, Nick Lachey shows I can watch. Yeah, but that's, it's also one of those shows you can like put on in the background while you do other stuff and still, you know, yeah. um, see what's going on. So I'll definitely uh, keep you posted. 
and then uh, just trying to find some other stuff uh, for once these uh, our top three shows were, uh, finish up. So I know, and then I know uh, Mandalorian starts tomorrow. So I mean, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a replacement for for one of them. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to that to that coming back. Then they have uh, uh, Bel Air came back. Haven't mm-hmm. haven't started that yet. I want to let a few episodes go by go by before I start watching this. So I can just binge them through. Ted Lasso's coming back uh, on the March fifteenth, so that's another little uh, thirty minute comedy show you could watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, get some laughs in. Good show. One of uh, Apple's best shows, you know, between that C, and they have like two other shows that were good. And then uh, that's pretty much it, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Until next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>